0: Hello, everyone. and Welcome back to the Dental Practice Heroes podcast. I know my listeners like to hear the struggle, and when our guests come on and they talk about their struggles, I'm going to talk about my struggles right now. I'm kind of in a pickle. One of my associates is moving to another state, and she's giving me essentially a 6 weeks notice that she's leaving. Now, granted, I knew she was moving in the summertime, but we didn't know when. We just kind of figured out, when it comes, you'll let me know when you're leaving. We'll We'll have a replacement lined up, which we do have a replacement lined up, but it's somebody that's in a GPR that's not ready until July 1st, but she's leaving mid-May. So I'm kind of in a pickle where I don't want to go and work all those hours, and I've made this commitment to myself that my practice needs me, my team needs me, and I'm just more valuable not doing dentistry, and I'm just unwilling to work those hours. So i got to find an associate. So you listening, are you my new associate? Does that sound like something you want to do? Do you want to work with Etch? You know, I'll give you four or five days a week. Each doctor gets at least 50 new patients a month. You know, my associates are making 300, 400K a year. Great fee schedules, great culture. You get the mentorship from me. You get to work with me. So if you're thinking that might be a good deal for you, about 35 miles south of Chicago, if that sounds like something you want to do, please reach out to me at dentalpracticeheroes at gmail. Dot com. I need an associate, a up boy. All right. I hope you're listening and I hope you reach out to me. Hey, I got a coaching client as well that needs an associate. And I don't usually do this, but I just love this dude. He's awesome. It's my boy Trent. He's out in Appleton, Wisconsin, which is like 30 minutes from Green Bay, about 90 minutes from Milwaukee. He's looking for an associate. His practice is just exploding and he needs someone four or five days a week. So if you want to work with my boy Trent, also dentalpracticeheroes at gmail.com. All right. We're gonna talk about something cool today, and I'm gonna try something new that I haven't really done. I wanna talk about verbiages, and I just want to go through how I would present a crown at my office. And I'll tell you diagnostically what we do. You know, if there's a marginal ridge fracture and there's a deep filling, we recommend a crown. Okay, I I don't like to watch and let things break. Now, if there's a marginal ridge fracture and it's not a very big filling existing in there, what we do is we put the two sleuth on there. If we get any kind of response on release, I that's a crown for me. If there's not I'm a little more comfortable just kind of keeping an eye on it because the last thing I want to do is mow down a tooth and you plan a buildup. By the time you prep the crown, there's no room for a buildup because the filling was so small to begin with. So I don't tend to do a lot of those small ones, but big filling with a marginal ridge fracture. Yeah, I like to crown that at my office. So I show them the picture, the intraoral camera, and my hygienist usually has already talked to the patient. So I say, hey, Mrs. Jones, you see this crack right here? Yeah, so this tooth is cracked, and cracks in teeth are a lot like cracks in windshields. We just don't really know when they're going to break, but at some point, they're going to. And if we let this tooth break, there's a good chance you may need a root canal, or even worse, need to get this tooth extracted. The good thing is, if we put a porcelain crown on this, we hold it all together, and we prevent that crack from going any further. Okay, and then I kind of pause, let him say, "Oh yeah, okay, okay. And I say, now, there's no really, no, there's no way for us to know when that crack's gonna project further. I mean, it could be in five years. I mean, but you could break it today when you eat lunch. There's just no way to know. But all we know is that at some point, it's going to break further. And that in some point in your lifetime, you are going to need to crown this tooth. So it's a good idea to do it sooner than later and not let it break. And then I follow up and I give them an out. And I say, ultimately, it's your tooth. So if you want to roll the dice and you know wait until it completely breaks, I can totally respect that. But honestly, if it were my tooth, I would put a crown on it right away. And then I pause and they say... They usually say, most people say, Yeah, I want to do that. Occasionally, some people will be like, You know, I just want to keep an eye on it. And that's cool too. I I don't mind. It's the thing with cracked tooth, you know. We don't know when it's going to break, and we don't know if it's going to break really nice. And, you know, a little cusp just shears off. No big deal. We put a crown on it. It's okay. But then sometimes that cusp shears off, and it's a pretty bad break. The tooth's not symptomatic. But then we put a crown on it, and like two months later, it needs endo. And I sincerely believe, had we not put the crown on it, it would still need endo. I don't think the crown caused the endo. I think it's just. That break was in there and it takes a little bit for that nerve to to regenerate okay so that's just my little two tidbits but after they say yeah let's do it i say okay in the meantime until i can get you back i would really be careful what you chew on this tooth with hard stuff because we don't want to break it before i see you so i'm letting them know i'm concerned about it i'm letting them know what's going to happen if it's untreated and i'm also telling them what i would do if it were my mouth now Let's fast forward to the day of the procedure. What do we say? Because it sucks when we have an asymptomatic tooth, we put a crown on it, and then it ends up needing endo, and the patient's upset. So at the end of the appointment, post-operative, I always say, hey, we got a crown on it, everything went great, but there's always still a chance that this tooth may need a root canal. And then their eyes get really big, and I go, you know, it could be like one month from now, or it could literally be like 25 years from now. There's really no way to know. But what we do know is that the tooth is protected now, and we're just going to cross our fingers and hope that that nerve stays healthy. And then I then I follow up with like what I call a hope statement. And I say, honestly, I think it's going to be fine. But it's just important that you know that that is a possibility. And they're like, okay, yeah, no, he's confident. It's going to be okay because I am confident. It's going to be okay. But I want to give myself an out just in case it's not. So we we never really know what's going to happen. So we I always like to give myself an out. Another good example of that is when we're doing... When I'm doing anterior work, when I'm doing like maybe one crown in the front, two crowns in the front, and I always let them know, hey, we took the impression, because I, I mill in office with Sarek, but for anterior teeth, I tend to send out, if it's just one tooth in the front, I'll do that myself, but if it's two, I'll send out. I always let the patient, you know, like one of the hardest things we do in dentistry is doing front teeth, because they're so important that they got to look perfect. So, we're sending the impression out. Next time I see you, we'll come in, we'll try in this tooth, we'll make sure that you love it, and if you don't, we will send it back. But you're going to love it. And sometimes we've got to send this tooth back to the lab two or three times before we get it where it is. So just know that next time you come in, you may not be leaving with the new porcelain tooth. Because nothing looks worse than then you can't get the shade right. You know how hard it is to get the shade right on some people. They don't they don't have like that storybook textbook A2, A1. It's like kind of in between with like decalcifications and striations and all this stuff and it's hard to really get a good match and sometimes we have to shoot a couple times so I want to let them know that that is a possibility and just following up on just another idea is that you know when we do fillings when I do a filling, I say the same thing I say I let them know that this tooth may need a root canal at some point in your life and they're like whoa whoa what do you mean and I always say you know there's no way to know we got the filling the decay is gone but the nerve has to heal and the nerve has to stay healthy And there's no way for us to know that. You could need a root canal a month from now. You could need a root canal from 25 years from now. We never know. We just cross our fingers and hope for the best. And honestly, in my heart, I think this tooth is going to be fine. I'm not really worried about it, but you do need to know that. So I'm always leaving myself an out that if should things go wrong, because you know dentistry, it's unpredictable, right? Totally unpredictable. So I hope you liked that episode. If you liked it, would you shoot me an email at dentalpracticeheroes at gmail.com? Let me know that you like these verbiage things. You know, we got a lot of videos on dentalbusinessmentor.com for verbiages, and they're very similar to this, just talking about the way that I present dentistry and what I have found that works with my words. You don't have to say it just like me, but something like that. There's some elements in there. You know, I'm the big thing is I'm letting them know what's going to happen if they don't do anything, because I feel like that is what they need to know. They want to avoid problems. I'm also letting them know that there might be a problem in the future, so in case it happens that the understanding about it they're not mad like this didn't hurt until you touched it I'm also giving them hope that you know we did the right thing and we're hoping for the best and I'm saying you know what I think it's going to be okay because I really do think it's going to be okay if I didn't think a tooth was going to be okay when I crowned it I would have done the endo to begin with so these are the verbal skills that I use to talk to my patients and you can use these too. This is just a nice, smooth way to talk to your patients. It's easy. It's understandable. You don't have to get into the nitty gritty of how we do a crown or anything like that. Unless they ask and they want to know. But cool. If you like episodes like this, shoot me an email. I'll make some more of these verbiage ones. But Or check those out at dentalbusinessmentor.com. $179 a month. No contract. How could you not sign up for that? I mean, what do you got to lose? Everything is on there. So, Shoot me an email. Let me know if you want to be my new associate and I could teach you all sorts of stuff just like that. Hope you guys all have a great week and we'll talk to you next time.